Is it recording? I don't know. Yep. Cool. <laughs> so I know what's not gonna be in the episode. <laughs> I know what's. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 49 of I'm Sorry What the Podcast. I'm Amanda, and this is Dying Christina. Thank you for that marvelous introduction. Oh, you're welcome. Her voice voice is gone again. Um, At least she's not dying to where she can't move, like in December, so. Yeah, I can function, I just don't want to. It's fair. So that's where that's where we're at on that. That's that on that. Oh, all right. Well, how about that? Good to fucking know. Good to fucking go. How uh, was your week? It was good. I felt I got this on Wednesday. Okay. And it's like, it's been like the most mild cold I've ever had, but it's just really hanging on. It's just really tight. Yeah, I would feel almost like 100% if it wasn't for like my scratchy throat and like the slight cough I have. And the fact that I'm, like, exhausted. Yeah. I like how you said it's really hanging on. It's only, like, four days ago. I know. But, like... If that... Usually, like, a mild cold doesn't last that long. I would think... I don't know. I usually... I don't know what mild colds are. I usually, like, am dying by the second day and they last, like, 12. So, we'll see. We'll see. Well... Maybe I'll be sound shitty next week when we record episode 50. Who knows? Good. That's what everybody wants to hear. Yeah. So look forward to shitty content yeah, coming coming your way. Fucking content every day. That's what we do for you. <laughs> just nothing but shit. Just for you just guys. Just for you guys. Just for you. So I uh, I worked and I slept all week. How about you? Um, I worked. It was a weird fucking week. Um, yeah, just worked a lot. Work, 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 work. Do you guys like it when I sing when I don't have a voice? Is it sexy? You know what? They probably really like it since you go bark, 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 bark. There's like no tone to it. Like I'm barking at them. But I mean, normal. Pretty normal week. I am did not get enough sleep last night, so I'm thinking I might need to power nap in order to get like my shit done today. Otherwise, I'm going to just not do anything. Want to move. That sounds like my kind of day. Oh, look at that. That's a new tone. <clears throat> it's a great idea, except I gotta work. Sorry. I gotta go at 5 o'clock in the morning tomorrow, and then I'll be working 24 7 until 9 p.m. on Thursday. Sounds terrible. Yep, so I need to get a lot of things done today so that I'm ready for my day, so for my life, so for my week. Oh, my day. All right, well, is that. We have things. Episode 40 is coming next week, so that you're 40, 50. I was like... Hi, where am I? What's happening? Who are you? It's episode 50. Yes. We don't have anything planned. <laughs> nope. I mean, I had okay. a subject, and then Christina said she just listened to a thing on it, so now I gotta figure out a new subject. I don't have a subject, because my thing is waiting until the day before, and then panic searching for six hours before I find a story that I like. Yes, she loves to just... Just do procrastinate. Do what she has to. Bare minimum. <laughs> just, just that's it. Just the bare minimum. <laughs> old bare minimum, Christina. Speaking of bare minimum, what'd you look up last night? <laughs> While I was high on Mucinex cough syrup. You don't get high on Mucinex cough syrup. That's just you. That's not a thing. People don't just do that. Uh huh. People robot. Uh huh. Go fuck yourself. I can't help that I sound like that. You twat waffle. Well, don't show up if you don't expect me to make fun of you. (laughs) Fuck your toes. Fuck your toes. Fuck your toes. We're not explaining that. If we're we're gonna die, fuck your toes. You know what? Fuck your toes. We're not gonna explain that. No, no, that's know. it's not gonna be yeah. well, and it's Never not gonna, gonna be funny. Be explained, so just use that new sentence whenever it's, you need to. It's like our it's uh, our new catchphrase. Fuck thank you. I tried, I tried to explain it to Chris, and he's like, "Okay," and I was like. I don't know. It just never died out ever since you were like sixteen, and I said it. Sorry. And I was like, "Okay, maybe it's one of those stories that's not funny if you weren't there." Uh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> All right, I'm going to tell you the story. Oh, by the way, I'm starting my story now. We're done talking. Okay, but I mean, I'm ready. About this, because Mama's going to need a nap today. 
Yes. We're just all about the naps. <laughs> just nap, nap, nap. We got to get this nap. done so I can nap. <laughs> My parents called me when I was on the way here. And they're like, would you mind stopping at Costco? And I'm like, yes. Yes, I fucking would mind. I don't want to do it. No. But then my dad went, fine, I'll just drive to Rochester and go to Costco. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, Thomas. I love you. The drama. But you're a drama queen. (laughs) Martha. I call him Martha when he's sassy. Okay. So I'm going to tell you about the murder of Tierra Rada. Tierra Rada? Tierra. Tierra Rada. She was a 13-year-old girl in Israel. Okay. So... In December of 2006, uh, Tia uh, reportedly decided to skip the last period of her school day. She had stayed outside in the schoolyard with her friends for a while before going back into the building to get a drink of water. As she was last seen by several students going up a staircase leading to the mid-floor of the 10th grade classes. Uh, later that afternoon, when she failed to return home, her mother contacted the police and a search began. Uh, that evening, around 7 p.m., she was found murdered and locked in in a stall in the girl's bathroom. Her throat was slit twice, and she had multiple additional cuts to her face, torso, and hands. Oh, dang. Uh, According to news reports, uh, according to news reports, from the evening of the murder, the police's initial estimate and investigation focused on classmates, and they assumed that classmates were involved. Um, however, the theory was dismissed, like, almost immediately. And then, also on the night of the murder, police detained a homeless person as a suspect that was near the school grounds. Mm-hmm. And then three days later, they also detained the school gardener. But both were released two days later due to the fact that they weren't at or near the school on the actual day during that murder time frame. And their alibis were confirmed. Okay. So then on de- December 11th, um, police detained and interrogated Roman... Zardarov. He's a Ukrainian-born citizen who was working at the school. On December 19th, two weeks after the murder, police announced in a press conference during primetime television on the 8 p.m. evening news that Roman Zardanov, a maintenance man, was held as the most likely suspect and that he admitted and reenacted the murder. A day later, his attorney informed them that he informed the press that he had recanted his confession. Was it a confession under duress? So, we'll just... Okay, okay, okay. So, the murder, or the motive of the murder, was initially stated by the police, uh, was insults that were hurled at Zardarov after he denied Tierra's request for a cigarette. So, um, both her family and friends, however, stated that not only did she not smoke, but she couldn't even stand the smell of cigarettes. They also stated that the rude behavior and cursing were very uncharacteristic for her. Okay. Uh, That motive was dropped. Police then claimed that the motive was sexual abuse Zardarov suffered by a female classmates when he was an eight-year-old in the Ukraine, which caused a rage fit after he suffered continuous pestering by the school students during his work. But that could not be confirmed. No alternate motive for the murder was ever presented by police. So the trial commenced in January of 2007, um, and he was convicted in September of 2010 to life in prison. So okay. I could just say that's the end of the story, but I was like, you know, that's not how like, this works. I feel like we blew right through that. <clears throat> you know, that's not how this works. So I don't think he fucking did it. Oh, so here's why. Um, the time the murder was initially determined to be was between 1.20 p.m. The time was Tierra was last seen going up the staircase leading to the girls' bathroom. Okay. And 1.30 p.m., the time the earliest testimonies of the girls who were in the bathroom but claimed to have seen or heard nothing. Um, hmm. Though an estimated time of death was never included in the pathologist's report, however, Zardarov was at the school gate on the phone with his employer starting at 1.23 p.m., according to his cell phone records. And two security guards saw him during that time span. He was also waiting for his employer to bring him tile cement and only went back into the school after 1.30 p.m., which is also corroborated by witnesses. Right. Okay. Um, and he was, there was no issues. He didn't seem like So basically he was not he was in the building. He was nowhere near that bathroom. Right. Or even in the building when she was murdered. Interesting. When she Um, was last seen. Right. 
Um, two investigators could be seen in the interrogation footage discussing the problem of Zardoff's alibi or Zardoff's alibi. He had not been not only been seen by dozens of kids sitting around the route from the school gate to the staircase leading to the girls' bathroom around that time. Tier was last seen going up the staircase, and student oh he had not been seen anywhere near that area. Yeah, and then um, students sitting near the staircase claimed they didn't see anyone following her up the staircase. Okay. So the time of the murder then was modified on the report and claimed to be between 1.30 and 2.30 p.m. Oh, so they <clears throat> moved it to make it fit? Right. Okay. Zardaroff was sighted in the school cafeteria looking calm as usual, and he continued his work until 5.30 p.m. before going home. So that's the first part where I'm like... This doesn't make sense. It's like he's obviously a scapegoat of some sort. So initially, the Israel Israeli police leaked to the press that DNA samples from the crime scene were matched with Zardaroff's. DNA and other mounting evidence were cited by the judge when remanding Zardaroff into custody. However, later, the indictment was filed with no DNA evidence whatsoever. So they submitted the DNA results to a U.S. facility for mm-hmm. testing. And they... They did not wait to file the indictment because they believed they had enough evidence without the DNA evidence to file for pros- to prosecute him. So okay. they just they said that was their reason for not including any DNA evidence in the indictment. Okay. So the DNA test results actually came back inconclusive. So they did not tie to Zardaroff. Um there was a shoe print expert by the name of Yaren Shore who claimed to have found additional bloody footprints on Tierra Rada's jeans that match Zardarov's shoes. Yarn. Um, <laughs> Yarn. <laughs> um, British shoe imprint expert Dr. Guy Cooper testified in 2009 that the stains could not be considered Zardarov's shoe imprints, if shoe imprints at all. His testimony was then just dismissed by the court. An FBI veteran shoe and print expert, William Bodiziak, also claimed in his 2013 testimony that these stains could not be determined to be Zardaroff shoe and prints, if shoe and prints at all. His testimony was also dismissed by the courts. So they have... Why? Yeah. A bit there. Um, over 60 fingerprints were found in the murder scene, some in blood. None matched Tier or Roman Zardaroff. Neither the police nor the prosecution ever explained their origin, nor reference samples were ever taken, nor were any of the fingerprints tested. A total of 150 biological samples from the crime scene were tested, but none matched Zardaroff. No reference samples were ever taken from anyone else for comparison. The murder weapon, according to the confession and the reenactment, was a smooth blade utility knife. However, it was never found. In his purported confession, Roman Zardaroff said that he had placed it under the tiles that he had been laying that day. The tiles were removed, but the knife was never found. However, two senior forensic examiners later testified that the murder was committed using a serrated blade, not a smooth blade, based on the nature of the cut on Tierra's chin. Or Tierra's chin. Their testimonies was also dismissed by the court as irrelevant. Every... <laughs> They're like, so what makes things relevant? If it points to Zardaroff, or Zardaroff, yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead and just, like, throw everything else out, because we want him to be the one that's guilty, mm-hmm. so we can just say we solved this and it's done. Exactly. Oh my god, this is so um, dumb. Okay. Roman Zardaroff's, <laughs> everything he owned, basically, was tested, and none showed positive results for blood. There was no blood on anything he owned. And the crime scene was clearly bloody. So, that's just some of the long list of evidence that was, like, pointing to it not being this guy. Okay. So, media reports in the early days after the murder criticized the Israeli police basically for not focusing on the school and the people in the school. Because she was in that building in a bathroom that was being used and no one saw or heard anything. (laughs) Um... One of the students later testified in court that she saw under the bathroom stall where the murder was committed, Tierra's Puma shoes, her youth star star shoes, and blood, but she didn't say anything. A long list of students went through the bathroom around the time of the murder while Tierra apparently struggled with the murderers, and some of them even noticed highly suspicious circumstances like sounds, thumping, 
Like, there were people in there when she was getting killed. Is what the assumption is. What the fuck? Um, Tierra's mother stated on various occasions that she did not believe that Zardaroff was the murderer and that she believed the true murderers was from were from Tierra's world. She alluded that the murderers were high school students whom she believed to be members of a satanic cult. Well, I mean, of course. Um, in May of 2016, an attorney representing two of the female students uh, issued letters to leaders of Roman Zardaroff support groups, a warning prior to filing a lawsuit, basically telling them to cease and desist all comments about them believing that it was students in the school. And if they didn't, they would file a lawsuit. The group rejected those demands and a lawsuit for slander were filed against the groups for saying that like students did it. Um, so in October of 2010, Zardaroff's attorney, so like a month after he was since they started filing appeals because he didn't fucking do it. Right. I don't think he did. Um, they filed an appeal in the Supreme Court of Israel on March 2013, or in 2010. Um, and then in March of 2013, it was sent to the Nazareth District Court for additional review of evidence. And then on February of 2014, supplemental judge uh, by the Nazareth District Court convicted Zardaroff again. Then they appealed again. It went all the way to the Supreme, the Israeli Supreme Court, but they desi- denied Zardaroff's appeal on a two-to-one decision on a panel of three justices. Um, his team immediately asked for a new hearing by an expanded panel that was also denied. So basically every appeal he's tried to file has been denied. Right. Well, it seems like anything he's trying to do to defend himself is being denied or thrown out or... Right. Deemed. And there is a whole, um, I'll get to it. There's a spot there. It's on Netflix. There's a documentary about this. Oh. Um, and I, well, I don't know if it's released in the U.S. yet, but, um, Netflix bought the rights to it because it was released in Israel and it reminds, this whole case reminds me a lot of making a murderer. Uh-huh. It's like they found one person to fit it and no, no matter what. Right. They only want to see the evidence that makes it right. him. And there's a whole bunch, there's a whole slew of, I didn't even include this in my story because it would have been like a 13-page story, but it was all the different corruption that happened in this court. Like, one of the court judges that were filed on it were, like, got fired for, like, tampering with evidence and not being, like, a fair judge. And there's just, like, a whole, there was, like, 15 paragraphs in Wikipedia about all of the different corruption that was happening at the same time that his court was going through. <sighs> so it's bullshit. Yeah, this is... So... Uh... Um, there was never a signed confession filed with the indictment. Zardarov recanted both of his confessions and refused to sign his second one. So they, at some point, got him to confess again. However, police officers testified that he confessed in investigation that he had committed the murder. No mur- motive for the murder was ever provided in any of the indictments. There was a 456-page indictment on September of 2010. Con- er, there, I'm sorry, not indictment. Conviction by the three-judge panel head. Um, it stated that there was no dar- doubt that Zardaroff was the murderer, that his testimony was full of lies and manipulations. Therefore, he was further convicted of obstruction of a police investigation. The lack of any motive for the murder was found by uh, by no... They didn't object by any of the judges. So it's just so frustrating. I can't even imagine being on that end of things. Right. So in the 2013 appeal, that's when they had the two... Um, forensic pathologist talking about the footprints that were both and the key evidence about the knives that were both thrown out of court as being irrelevant. Right. Um, and then let's see. I'm kind of repeating. So can they like resubmit things? Is that what you're saying? Well, they no, like he, what do you mean? Um, cause you had said like before, so I didn't know if no, you meant I, that they re- I had read through the evidence before and I had said that. Those oh, shoe prints, so just that, reiterating. I was just what? reiterating okay. when that actually happened. Okay. Sorry. Gotcha. I got confused. So during the, the thir- March 13th appeal is when those two forensic pathologists were presented and they were thrown out. Um, the N- Nazareth district court 
judge rejected the testimony of the defense's experts about the knife and the shoe prints, saying that it was not possible to identify the bloody shoe print as an embarrassing and fundamentally flawed, and it embarrasses the police force. <laughs> yes. Uh. Um, so this whole case has obviously raised a lot of um, issues with the prosecutorial misconduct in the state of Israel. Right. And the prosecution oversight, false convictions in general, and the reluctance of the Israeli courts to reverse false convictions. Okay. So, he's still in prison. Yeah. He's been in prison for 10 years now. And I... In 2010, Tierra's mother told the media, as far as I'm concerned, anything to do with the court, the prosecution, and the police is pure delinquency. They abandoned my daughter. She does not believe that Roman had anything to do with her murder. Um... She is actually filing petitions with the Israeli Supreme Court asking for a reopening of the murder investigation, and both of those petitions have summarily been denied. Um, On various other occasions, she's explicitly stated that she believed that her daughter was killed by students in the school. Um... In 2011, two investigators filed a petition with the Supreme Court also asking that they mandate a reopening of the police investigation. That was denied. It's, I mean, it's not only that there's not, not enough evidence to convict him. Like, if you were to look at it in a United States court where you need to have mm-hmm. the, like, reasonable, like, what is it? Um, beyond, beyond a reasonable, reasonable doubt. doubt. And it's like... Not only that, it seems that all the evidence points elsewhere. It yeah. So I don't understand where like I well, we're you not could even find there yet. Well, and it's just like you could find someone. Just right. fucking do the work. Exactly. There's, there's evidence. Investigators, there's actually investigators who are willing to do the work that are being denied. That are the being option. like stonewalled. Told not to. Yeah. yeah. So in 2014, a group of activists uh, filed with the Attorney Cr- General criminal complaints against the le- Israeli police investigation team for obstruction of the investigation and fabrication of evidence and separately against the state prosecution team for fraud in the court. Um, so, I think I must have missed part of it. Um, in there, in the, the taped confession mm-hmm. where they say that he reenacted it, so they're walking him through the school, and he's leading them to a different bathroom. And they stop him, like they have to fix a handcuff or something. And then he changes direction and leads them to the other bathroom. And then there's, like, there's parts about where he he's being videotaped describing how she died, and it's not how she died. Like, there's parts where, like, her wrist is cut, at, but it was post-mortem. And he's saying how she was a defensive wound. Oh. And, like, there's, like, other stuff where, like, they slit her throat twice. Like, it was done. And then they stabbed her. And he's saying that, like, it's like he's telling it in the wrong order. Right. Like, so he knows was, the evidence, so he's trying to make a story up in his head that makes sense. Right. So you can tell that it's, like... Interesting. Not... Yeah. It's not done. right. <laughs> right. So... Um, in 2015, demonstrations were held in the Tel Aviv Central Square in support of Roman Zardaroff and a renewed investigation of the Tierrata's murder. Uh, there was an international petition launched uh, calling upon Israeli President Rivlin to pardon and commute Zardaroff's sentence. It was endorsed by the U.S. Rabbi Michael Lerner, a notable U.S. public inte- intellectual professor, Noam Chomsky. Nam Chomsky. And by veteran FBI agent and whistleblower Colleen Rowley. So another thing about this case, in mid-January, uh, a news outlet, like for the ch- Channel 2 station, mm-hmm. reported that um, policemen entered their editorial offices and demanded to obtain any materials that, they ha- that had been collected as part of their uh, journalism investigation uh, relating to the State Forensic Institute and the Zardaroff affair. Okay. So the policemen were trying to confiscate, right, like investigative journalism documents that they had been digging up, but they wouldn't let them. Yeah, well. Um, 
So in early 2016, a four-part documentary TV series was aired in Israel Israel called The Shadow of Truth. Uh, it's reviewing the Tierra Rada murder and Roman Zardarov conviction. It caused a major media storm, raising many doubts regarding Zardarov's conviction and pointing out many flaws in the investigation and trial. Um, the fourth episode reveals a never-before-heard testimony of a man referred to the series only as A.H., A.H., who told the police in 2012 that his ex-girlfriend had confessed to him on the day of the murder and even showed him a knife and clothes soaked in blood. Following his testimony, his girlfriend, referred to as A.K., was then arrested by police and investigated under suspicion of murder. While she was in house arrest, she left her home and tried to kill someone and was sub subsequently sent to a psychiatric hospital without being further interrogated about her involvement in the Rada case. What the fuck? Along with his own lawyer and Zardarov's public defender, who were also interviewed in that episode, A.H. claims that the investigation had been whitewashed. Seems like that. After Jeez. the series aired... Chief State Prosecutor uh, stated in a widely reported public appearance that the series is a danger to democracy. The series creators responded by saying he who thinks that freedom of speech endangers democracy is a danger to it himself. Uh, and then in January of 2017, Netflix bought the rights to the series, making it available in over 190 countries around the world. I didn't look it up last night, but I should. So Jeez. Shadow of Truth is what it's called. Shadow of Truth. Uh, so they're planning to file another request for retrial uh, in the coming months due to new evidence that allegedly ties AK to the murder. I mean, it seems reasonable. <laughs> the evidence includes testimonies from three people to whom she allegedly confessed the murder to, documents that imply her possible involvement in the case, and excerpts from AK's own testimony to the police. The documents include a report from a psychiatrist who treated AK in 2014 to whom she said she has a hunger to kill someone like an urge and that she could barely control it. To that end, AK told the psychologist that she purchased a knife and gloves. Another document includes excerpts from an affidavit AK signed in which she was asked, among other things, did you say that there's a possibility you were involved in the murder of Tierrata, but you don't remember it? In her response, AK confirmed it, but with reservation. She said, I remember this vaguely. I remember that due to pressure put on me, I told her things about my alleged involvement in the murder of Tier, which of course is disconnected from reality, but I don't remember what was the exact content of what was said. Hmm. So, um, the Northern District Police Central Unit said that AK was thoroughly investigated and her confession of the murder was ruled out since she could have told various people she is the killer because she was mentally ill. Okay. So, so the, so AK's story was channel, this new story did an investigative journalism dive basically into her story, which aired an interview with AH who mm -hmm. six years after the murder reported to police that his girl ex-girlfriend was the one who murdered Rada inside a bathroom stall at the high school. He said when she entered the school, she wrapped fabric around her chest in an effort to flatten it. She wore a pair of my beige cargo pants and a black sweater. She was wearing a wig that she got from Pur Pur Purim a few days earlier and a cap and carried a large Jansport bag where she had plain silicone cleaning gloves, a hunting knife she bought in advance, and changed clothes. A.H. said in an interview at the, to the docu, in, the, in the actual docuseries, mm -hmm. he said his girlfriend went into the bathroom at the school and waited for almost two hours for the right moment to strike. When she heard someone come into the bathroom alone, she allegedly came out of the bathroom stall with a knife drawn, grabbed her by the shirt, forced her into the bathroom stall where she murdered her. Um, she said that when she had started undressing Tierra, girls came into the bathroom. One of them knocked on the stall door, and AK told her it was occupied while blocking the crack under the door so blood wouldn't come out. So they, their stalls must be, yeah. like, little rooms. They must basically. be. Um, after hearing that everybody had left the bathroom, she fled the scene. AH said that when AK returned home, she took a shower. When she was done, she called me while I was at work and told me she couldn't forget the smell of blood. <laughs> the fuck? He said that AK showed him the bag she packed for murder. She showed me the clothes she wore, the wig, the knife. There it was. It was all bloody. The first thought I had was I needed to call the police. And to this very day, I don't know why I didn't do it that day. 
His testimony was examined by the Supreme Court, who decided not to accept it. Yeah, weird. (laughs) Would I expect anything else? No. They said it was baseless and believed to be motivated by his desire to frame his former girlfriend, who was mentally ill. So, on the other hand, the creator of the miniseries um, says that A.H. had undergone three different polygraph tests and been found to be speaking the truth on all of them with no no hint of deception. Yeah. In 2012, about six years after the murder, AK was hospitalized at a psychiatric institute, and after three years, her roommate, Anat, committed suicide. Anat's friend recounted a story she had heard from Anat. She said that one day, Anat came to me and shared with me a story about her roommate. She told her she had a frog in her belly that was really thirsty for human blood, and that she was willing to murder to quench that thirst. The roommate told her of an instance in which she had tried to murder a friend but was caught, and that there were a case before where she wasn't caught. Um, on the day T.R. Radar was murdered, uh, the roommate came to the school wearing a school uniform, carrying a school bag, so no one would suspect her. Inside the bag, she had a knife. And basically, it just goes on and tells the exact same story right. that H tells almost to a T. Right. Um, she said that her, the, her friend, Anat, was pretty shocked by this. Um, and was torn about what to do, but she had killed herself before they could do anything else. Oh my god, I can't. And that is all I've got. Oh my gosh. Kirata. Well, that's unsatisfying. <laughs> you are welcome. Uh, well, at least mine's pretty open and shut because... <laughs> I'm Isn't just that kinda, fucking I'm, frustrating? Like, that gave me, like, a headache. And, like, supremely annoying. I'm sitting here like, oh, well, and this is not his shoe, but also, we're just not gonna, we're gonna disregard that because, you know, it's not relevant. What do you, what do you mean what, it's not, what, what? That's, what what's not relevant about it? The blood or the shoe? <laughs> well, I'm confused. It's actually extremely relevant. <laughs> Oh, was it in the stall? Was the shoe print in the stall? Hmm. Where the murder happened? Huh. Well, do you got the things? That's the other thing. Like, with the, the part of, that's the other thing I forgot. With the confession. So, it said that, because the stall door was locked. She was locked in that room. Yeah. So, the person, so the stalls go all the way down to the ground, I'm assuming, but they don't go all the way to the top. So, they have to climb over. They climbed over, and there was a bloody shoe print on the toilet seat of the stall next to them. That was never, like, it wasn't, like, found until, like, a day or two later. How, how, okay. First of all. So he said he killed her, and then opened the door and left. And then they were like, but she was locked in. He goes, oh, right, I climbed over the wall. Like, it was... First of all, these people in this fucking school need to wake the fuck up or something. Because they're like, I mean, I didn't really see. Well, I looked in there and I saw her. I saw her Puma shoes and a lot of blood, but I didn't say anything to anybody. It's like, what do you think? She's just standing there having her period all over the floor? No, I don't understand. Because I just picture our high school bathrooms, and there was always like. That's where you went to hang out so you can get away from class. Like, there was always right? fucking people in the bathroom. Um, if one of, like, if somebody in our school discovered that there was a, a blood pool underneath someone in a stall, they would be kicking the stall open right. to s- figure out what the fuck's going on. Because it's like, what the hell? But we're also from, like, a small school. They just talked about the middle level of the 10th grade wing. Oh, yeah. So they might have been, like... Little, little little number soldiers in their school. Do you remember when we were in the senior hallway and all the freshmen had class in the senior hallway <laughs> after lunch? So we'd shut the fucking doors and like hold them shut so they'd all be late to class and you'd hear them on the outside going, come on guys, let me in, I'm gonna be late to class. <laughs> uh, God, we're fucking assholes. It's true. There is a reason that like 50% of our teachers either retired or just fucking would not teach again after our class had been with them. <laughs> we were a, we were a handful. Y'all were. I was a nice kid. I was a I was a nice fucking kid. I was a good one. I was the one that always asked me what everybody did. And I was like, I don't know. Nothing. I didn't see it. Nothing. Mm-mm. I didn't even he- I 
That didn't even happen. No, I you're didn't hear it. That one time I yelled, what the fuck? And Kate was like, what did you just say? I'm like, I didn't say anything. And he turned to you and was like, what did she just say? She didn't say anything. <laughs> uh, she, what are you talking about? You're going crazy. <laughs> I think you're losing your mind. You're losing your mind, sir. Oh, good one. That was weird. That was a weird... I'm, pit- I'm pissed off don't, now. Don't even ask me how I found that, because I don't fucking know what I was looking at. I'm annoyed. Sometimes I just pick up random words and put them into Google. Just see what kind of cases pop up. Just <laughs> scroll through a list on Reddit. Just- well, that's a fucking you. <laughs> uh, good job. I like it. Hey, thanks. Oh, man. All right. So... What are you going to fucking tell me? I'm going to tell you about Darlene Flynn, also known as the Shoe Lady, or the Queen of Soul. What does that even... Is that pun? Is that uh, funny? Is that a pun? Yeah. I thought you'd appreciate that. Um, set the scene. Menifee, California. 2001. <laughs> Well, I was trying to decide how I wanted to set the scene. If I wanted to set it in the beginning of it or in the middle of it. What's happening in 2001? 2001, Darlene gets divorced from her husband. And she went to visit her friend. And she saw this friend's small collection of shoes and memorabilia of shoes and was inspired. Oh, God. <laughs> the story already creeps me out. So and we're not even like we're a sentence in, and I'm creeped the fuck out. Now I'll actually start reading my thing. Darlene was an avid collector of shoe-related things. At this point in 2013, so I was trying to decide: should I set the scene of the beginning when she starts collecting, or now? But in 2013, she had 15,000 items in her collection of things that related to shoes. Fifteen thousand. Fifteen thousand. Um, only like a hundred of which were actually shoes. Oh God. So the rest is just all over the fucking house. Reminds me of Jessie. She, she does love, she does love shoes. What's up, Jessie? She was actually featured in the Guinness Book of World Records in 2006. And a fun fact. Oh, I already said that. So just kidding. No fun fact for any of you because it's the hundred of the things are just those shoes to wear. So. Darlene was also featured in the show My Collection Obsession on TLC. She said that when she started collecting shoes, it only started because it gave her something to focus on rather than the divorce. Uh, It distracted her in a few different ways, like kind of kept her busy. Her mind was moving all the time, you know? Yeah. Um, she, she was hoping that at some point she'd be able to actually open up a museum of her own to showcase a collection, which sounds like something that would happen in California. Uh, she had traveled the world showing her different shoe collections and even had an exhibit that was kind of a staple in a Hong Kong display. That's weird. That's weird. It's just, it's It's odd. It's just fucking shoes, huh? It's just shoes. So. She also. Darlene liked to socialize. She liked to go out with her friends and, you know, do the damn thing. She was Wait. 58. Does her collection start, like, cut off feet? No. Oh, damn it. No. You're going way dark. Um, <laughs> I was hoping it would turn out to her just having, like, a whole closet full of severed She's limbs not- and shoes. She's not fucking brutos about <laughs> it. <laughs> silly goose no she so she liked going out with her friends and at this point she's 58 in 2013 i believe is or 12 one of the two doesn't say on my notes but that time somewhere in there when she went out and she decided to wear her sexy this is quote sexy light up shoes so she had these high heels that the heel had actual like led lights down the back so like stripper heels Basically. Okay. Um, I don't know how she lived with all these... Sh- like, she... They were ridiculous, some of them. So, one night she went to the Ponderosa with a few friends, which is, from everything I can... Everything I've read, it's, it's very... It's a fucking deal. No. It's like a hole-in-the-wall type oh. of place where you might get stabbed. Oh. So... It sounds um, like my kind of bar. But... 
it was the local place. It's like the only place in Menifee at the time. So they went there and she met Justin Smith, who was only 29. Oh, oh. so she's 58. Just a reminder, like half her age. Okay. I looked at pictures of him, though. He he looks rough, like a rough 29. Oh. So, so I don't know how to take that. Apparently, Justin was on the prowl. Justin had said that the light up shoes are what caught his attention. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, yeah. So they ended up dancing all night long and talking and just hanging out and getting Every to know each other dream. because of her light up shoes. I saw your light up shoes across the bar, and I just have to say, you're fantastic. <laughs> you're fantastic. You know uh, what I would say to that? Get the fuck away from me. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, bye. Thanks. Look at what happens when I tap danced. <laughs> Look like Mr. Peanuts, like, like doing the kick out. With you won't like them so much when I stab you with them. <laughs> so, f- from that night, their relationship moved really quickly. Justin moved in not long after this. The way Ooh. you're saying Justin is Justin. Justin. Um. Well, he's a Justin. Yorkston. Uh, Yorkston. <laughs> Uh, so he moved in not long after this and he kind of seemed like a little bit of a mooch. Didn't seem like he had any place else to go. I don't even know if he had a job. I couldn't find any of these random details because it's not a well-known case. So there's not a lot of info unless I was to like call people in Menifee. So we're just going to go ahead and go with what I found. But (laughs) so, you know, uh, excuse me. You're not excused. I felt like it coming on, but it didn't come out. So I was like. I was over here like this. I know you were seizing and I was ignoring it. <laughs> I was ignoring you. Oh, God. Uh, it also is reported by neighbors that they argued a lot. Uh, mostly because Justin was sick of the constant shoe stuff and the conversations from Wait. what he said in interviews later. Wait, he didn't like her light up shoes anymore? Hold on. You didn't like an entire house filled with shoe things and a shoe, sh- shoe like chair and like there are pictures it's ridiculous like you wait you told me my light up shoes made me fantastic you don't like the rest of my shoes right (laughs) you're telling me if you can't handle me at my fifteen thousand shoe collection you can't handle me at my light up shoes (laughs) so so fuck your toes so fuck your toes uh he said he said that it was like every day, like the start of the day, she'd say something about shoes, something about like going to get something or talking about her collection or so he was he said he just was kinda at his wits end with it, Did right? He stab her with a shoe. No. Damn it. So the TLC show that she was in, okay? At this time when she was on that show, Darlene was with Justin. The day that they were coming, she meticulously cleaned all of her collection, got everything really nice. And in during the episode, Darlene shows off her collection, but then also her boy toy comes out with the Justin apron on and serves her breakfast, you know, fucking like sausage and eggs in the shape of a shoe on a fucking plate. He didn't have any clothes Pretty on. sure he had a cowboy hat on, but he, he had no shirt on. on. All you could see was the apron because it was just like shot from here, here. Oh. All the the pictures I saw. So he made her eggs in the shape of a shoe? It was a show. It was for the show, I'm sure. But yes, it was the shape of a shoe on a plate. That's fucking weird. Served to her. So that's cool. Anyway... <laughs> We're just going to move past that because it makes me uncomfortable and it's weird. It's weird. One of the biggest problems the two had was money. Imagine that. Justin, you know, moving in and not really helping with anything. So he always borrowed money and sometimes he just like straight up take things. (laughs) Just like take cash out of her wallet. Um, Neighbor said that they would hear them fighting at like all hours of the day. It didn't matter if it was the middle of the night, but they'd randomly hear them fighting middle of the day. They'd be screaming at each other. Uh, Justin once took Darlene's car and sold it without her knowledge. Oh, I bet you that didn't go over well. He got about eh, $7,500 for it, but Darlene called the police and she filed charges and he was charged with grand theft 
Grand Theft Auto and was put on probation for three years. And this was this was in like 2012. Okay. Okay. So he was put on probation for three years and a term of his probation was, quote, not having negative contact with Darlene. So they could be together as long as they weren't fighting. Right. Like if they... It just seems very, like, opinion-based to be something that's in a law. Like, a negative con, Like, you define negative. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. So I thought that was kind of weird. But Darlene let Justin live in her house, in her house still. And they were still together. I don't get it. I don't understand where her mindset would be. I don't know if she was just, like, a lonely lady. Neither of us would. We don't know the bullshit. So no. we don't understand it. So, but her family said that they had begged her to, like, drop this fool. Right. Kick him out. But she, she refused because she felt bad for him. He didn't have any place to go and she didn't want to be the reason that he was homeless. Like, right. kicking him out on the street. Good luck. See you later. Bye, Felicia. Um, and her neighbors also would, like, ask her why she puts up with his, like, the BS and stuff. Because they, I mean, they heard about everything. But after the car theft, the neighbors said that the fighting got intensified. It was, like, nonstop, even though it was supposed to be no negative contact. Is this an episode of Snapped? I don't think so. Maybe. Just is starting to sound familiar. Um, no, it wouldn't be. Mm. I had to think for a second. Uh, so it intensified, and... It just, it seemed like things were escalating quite a bit in the fighting, so everybody was kind of nervous for what was to come next. It seems like everybody had these, like, warning lights, red flags that Mm -hmm. something was going to happen. On July 21st, they were having an argument because Justin had taken $50 from Darlene to fill up his gas tank to help his friend move, okay? Okay. Seems nice enough, but he didn't, like, ask or didn't, you know, he just took it. Mm-hmm. So this started this fight, and the neighbor said that this, it seemed way more violent than any other one. Like, there, it was, like, screaming, not just bickering, yelling, you know. When the police arrived at the house because the neighbors had called, they knocked on the door and nobody answered. So they proceeded to kind of move around the house and look in the windows because... It obviously was a domestic dispute, so they don't necessarily, like... They can't just bust in. Yeah, they can't just bust in, but they also don't want to just walk away. So they move around the house, and what they find is in the garage, they see a naked man surrounded by a box of shoes, or boxes of shoes. Because, you know, she had her collection and stuff, so that was probably, like, the storage area. Mm Mm-hmm. And he fucking took off. I'm like, dick swinging. That's just, all I'm imagining. Just fucking dick. Dick swinging. <sighs> I can't imagine having to run naked when you have a dick. I mean, I guess it would be the, about the same as your tits bouncing and flopping mm-hmm. everywhere. Like one of those, And you're not in the... You're not in the... Except men are aggressive with their dicks. So I feel like it's fine. They're fine. Where's you're your, fine. Where's your titties? They smack you in the face hey. when you're running. Hey. Gentle. They're gentle. Gentle on the ladies. Gentle on the ladies. I don't know why we're both cuffing our tits. I don't know, but it made me nip out. (laughs) Okay. So, (laughs) I like grabbed me and I was like, oh. Hello. Uh, So, obviously, this was Justin. I mean, I feel like we all know that. Just dick swinging in the breeze. And he was caught down the street. He didn't get very far. He was arrested. Like. For nudity. Hold on. I missed a par- paragraph, so it makes no sense. Upon catching him, <laughs> they searched the house and discovered a body in the pool. So they pulled her out and noticed that she had head trauma. I believe the exact words were, she was unrecognizable. <coughs> Bless you, my child. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I, just I didn't mean your- to shock you so much. <laughs> I just ruined your punchline. So she- her face was unrecognizable? Yeah. Did he beat her to death with a shoe? Just listen. So, Justin was arrested and held on a million dollar bond or bail. His story is, this is what he says, 
that he didn't know what happened and that he blacked out. He just lost it. If I hear you talk about your shoes one more time, <laughs> I'm going to beat you to death with them. I'm going to kill you. I'm just going to snap. Justin says that the day before he was arrested, Darlene began pounding him in the chest with her fists and was throwing Tupperware and things at him because of the fight with for the $50, right? Mm-hmm. So he she started, like, physically hammering on him. This is what he says. But he doesn't remember it. I feel like he's He might shit. remember it. So he had told her to calm down, and if she couldn't, he was going to leave. So he ended up going to bed, like, closing the door, going to bed, because they were, like, in a roommate situation at this point where they weren't necessarily together together yeah. anymore. Um. So the next morning he woke up and uh, she started at him again, just like the day before, as if nothing had stopped. He came out and they started arguing again, telling him how lazy and worthless he was. And yada, yada, yada. It kind of sounds like it was, to be fair. Um, <laughs> to be fair. To be fair. In his words, she was making me feel like the bad guy. Well, you are a bad guy. You're a thief. Hi, guy. Hey, yeah. You fucking stole my money. You, st- you stole a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You're a stealer, you stealer. Hey, swiper. No swiping. He also said that that day was the day that he was planning to move out. So why didn't he then? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so they ha- they're having this argument, and he grabs a baseball bat oh. that they had in the corner of their living room for like protection. Maybe it had a shoe on it. I don't know. I think it was shaped like a shoe. A a baseball bat? No. No, it's not shaped like a shoe. It could be. You don't know. I feel like a baseball bat is just like a long straight line. But if you get, you can get eggs shaped like a shoe. I bet you can get a baseball bat shaped like a shoe. Eggs are like a scrambled eggs. You can make into any shape you want. You just smush them together. Listen, I'm just saying it's a possibility. I'm I'm thinking you're arguing an argument that makes no sense. I'm just saying it's a possibility. Okay. If it makes you feel better, it's a possibility. Thank you. You could use a flip-flop as some sort of a bat, but I don't think you can smash no, someone's saying, head with it. can you get a custom baseball bat in the shape of a shoe? I still don't think it makes any sense. I think you can. Please, order a custom baseball bat made in the shape of a shoe. Show me something that isn't just a baseball bat with a printed shoe on it. I'm ready. Look it up. Better Etsy that shit, because I bet you it's not anywhere else. Or like a shoe on it. No! You can't change your mind now! That's what I fucking said! I said, I suppose it could have had a shoe printed on it, and you're like, no, like the shape. The shape of a... Like an actual physical shoe on it. A bat with a shoe on it? Again. Makes no sense. You don't fucking know. I'll find it. You just keep. It's fine. Talking. Let's just hang here for an hour no, while you try to look no, it up because you, you want to prove your I'm point. Find it. You keep talking. Don't say it's me. I said no. I disagree. And you're like, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm like, I guess you could use a flip flop, but I don't think you could smash his head with that it. That it's a possibility. And I'm saying it doesn't make sense. You it wouldn't be a bat. Sense. A bat is a bat, not a shoe. <laughs> It's not like a hat. You can't make it in the shape of a shoe. You're fucking stupid. I hate your face. Is it because you can't find anything that's I'm, the shape of a shoe to hit I mean, a baseball maybe. with? <laughs> God. <laughs> Can I continue my story I yet? told you to keep talking. Uh, so, you're just going to look that up while I talk about her murder. Cool. Just, it's fine. <laughs> look at what I found. It's fine. Hey, here's one in the shape of an umbrella, so you can make it in An shape. umbrella is a straight line, there's too! One the, there's one in the shape of a dick, and it's a pink pecker Another bat. shape fucking line, a dude! pink pecker bat. You can't... <laughs> Look at how happy she is. I, I see these things that are also the same shape as a bat with a different shape on the top of them. I know, but I just got really distracted by the dick bat. I'm sorry. I knew you would. This I... is why I didn't want to continue talking, because then I'd have to re-say it. You're like, I'm going to find things that are a different shape now. Actually, you can find one that looks kind of like a flamingo because you can make it into a straight line. There is no way of making just a regular shoe look like a shoe and a bat at the same time. <laughs> and actually have it work. Go, f- You know what? Fuck your toes. Yeah. 
I win. I win. I win. Okay. Fuck your toes. You ready? I mean, I fucking guess. Thanks. <laughs> so, he grabs the bat from the front, like, living room area that they keep in the corner for protection. Because I guess this is, like, a bad part of the neighborhood that they live in. So, they had just, like, random implements around their house to knock someone if they need to. Just get a fucking gun, but that's just me. Anyway, so, Darlene was lounging in the pool... And Justin came up behind her and hit her with the the bat in the head like five, six times. Oh. She was still trying to get up after Ouch. that. So then he just kept hitting her in the fucking head with the bat until the bat broke. Ow. Yeah. Ouch. Um, then he just walked back into the house and ate lunch. Hey, you can't do that. It's against the law. It's. <laughs> to eat lunch after murder? Just murder generally no, no, is against the no, law. Just murder. You can eat lunch whenever you want. You can eat lunch all the time. It's fine. <laughs> That's not against the law. That's not what I mean. <laughs> yeah, don't put words in my mouth. That's not what I said. I said the murder is against the law. You can eat lunch whenever you want. You can't just do that. It's against the law. I was like, eat lunch? <laughs> That's the last thing I said. Yeah, you can't eat lunch. You can't. Hey. Hey. You it's can't against eat lunch. It's against the law. His so his defense claims that he didn't intend to kill her, but he beat her until her head was a, like a mush pile. Like yeah, he okay. didn't. It's a heat of the moment. He didn't plan on killing her. Yeah, but the it's fact that she was pre- lounging in the wasn't premeditated. Lounging in the fucking pool, and he had to go into the house and get an implement and come back. That feels not necessarily premeditated, so it would be like a second degree type of thing. It was more but it, meditated, but, but it was a little more meditated than like unmeditated. She's pushing me in the chest right this instant, and I right. grabbed something that was near me and it's knocked not her off. Slaughter person, yeah, got it. Yeah, they were hoping to get some sort of lenience for him. Obviously, mm-hmm. prosecutors said that he clearly intended intended on doing what he did, since he snuck up behind her. Right. And it wasn't in a passionate moment, necessarily. She was just fucking hanging out. a cucumber, just hanging out with her wang out by the pool. Darlene. (laughs) (laughs) So, but Justin maintained that he had no control over his actions and he didn't intend to kill her. Well, you were pretty controlled with those bat swings, sir. I'm just... 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 Put that out I feel like you aimed real well. Uh... He was found guilty, imagine that, of second degree murder and got six years to life in prison. Six, six years, years to life is a real big span. That doesn't make, I never understand those. One See, year to life. What does that fucking mean? Depending state to state, life sentence can mean like 25, 40 oh. years. Um, natural life sentences are until you die. Right. So this could be six years it could be fucking three years because if he has good behavior and right. you know it's like it's just so dumb i think i put bs 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 because i think if you kill somebody why what why should you get out in uh, under a decade even right. like i mean it's the same with attempted murder just because you're bad at it doesn't mean that you shouldn't get the same punishment as yeah. if you have succeeded at it. Right, it's like, just because you... have had this conversation before. Right, but to reiterate... Just because you're bullshit. fucking bad at what you attempted to do, like... Just because you didn't succeed in murdering somebody doesn't mean that you weren't tried. intending to murder that yeah. person. <sighs> so, that's like the end of that story... But I had a little tidbit. All of Darlene's shoes were auctioned off after she had been passed away. So her collection, I was hoping that maybe like her family would have just turned it into that museum in like a like memorial Mm -hmm. type of thing for her. But all I found was that they were sold in auctions. So I'm assuming her family just got the money for it. That's depressing. Yeah. So let's bring it down even more from the murder. Yeah. But that's it. It's a weird-ass case and very little known, but... It's fucking weird. I but don't, yeah, I don't understand it. all the shoes. 
a queen of soul, you know? <laughs> so fucking funny. Um, that's a good story. Good job, friend. Thank you. Do you want to hear a random fact that I found out last night that really fucking annoyed me? Are you talking so people can hear you? I am now. Okay, say it again. Do you want to hear a random fact that I found out last night that I discovered that I feel like I've been lied to? Sure. Do you remember in like middle school when they taught us about Balto? Yes. The oh, you don't even try to tell me about the Balto and the other dog, the other dog that actually did stuff. Togo? Yeah. I watched the Disney Plus movie on it because they, Disney Plus, thank you, Disney Plus finally came out with like the actual story of Togo. <sighs> For all of you who don't fucking know. You sound me- like my. Mary Kay director right now, she went on a rant for like five and a half minutes. Let me fucking tell you something you don't fucking know. Okay. For those of you who do know, you can turn it off. Balto didn't do fucking shit. Can I turn it off? No, you have to fucking listen. I heard heard this exact argument not long ago. (laughs) So, diphtheria hits Nome, Alaska and they have to get the fucking serum or whatever it's called. That's what they were calling it in the movie. It was a serum. The serum? Because <laughs> he's a wizard. The um, antidote. The antidote. <laughs> whatever. Um, but they called it a serum in the movie. So, Seppala, this famous uh, dog sled dude, takes The medicine dog- run. Yes. But it was just going to be him. He started it. He was going to go all the way and come all the way back by himself. And he had left... In two days, he left with his 12-year-old dog, Togo, who was, like, the head runner of his elite running squad or whatever. Mm -hmm. He left. You're so good at this. Fuck off. He left. And then two days after that, the governor decides, we're going to do a medicine run. And they're going to meet him halfway. And they tell his wife. And they're like, well, where would he be? And they're like, you fucking idiots. He's already passed three of the checkpoints that you're expecting to meet him at. Because he went across the frozen sound, which no one else would dare to do, because but Togo led them across the sound. So they went across the sound, happened to meet, just happened to meet one of the dog sled teams and get the diphtheria medicine. But when it's all said and done, Togo and that team ran 264 miles. Balto only ran 30. He ran the last 30 because Togo was... Like, going to die. So, Balto was one of the young pups in Seppala's, like, dog yep. team that he didn't think was good enough to run it. So, they pulled him and Fox, which was another one of his dogs, and Gunter, one of the other dog sled guys, grabbed them and took them. And they got all the acclaim because they ran the last 30 miles. Yep. Fucking pisses me off. <laughs> I was so mad. But Togo survived, so it's fine. Yeah. It's a really good movie on Disney+. Plus. It has nothing to do with this podcast, but our middle school teachers lied to us, and they're fucking assholes. And Balto has a statue for running 30 miles. I was like, to be fair, they probably didn't know this either, because they have the book that we read, and that's what they teach us, because it's a curriculum knowing as a teacher now. Well, history is... Stupid if you don't history tell History is right. dumb. I love All history. the history books are lying They're all the lying. time. It's fucking dumb. But I just felt the need to share it. Watch Togo if you have Disney+. Plus. It's a good movie. She has some very aggressive feelings about it. I do. I don't like being lied to. <laughs> That's and, Melissa after and she- And Balto was like my favorite cartoon movie as a little kid. And See, Balto I didn't like didn't, Balto, so- I loved Balto and he didn't even- Fucking Balto, you did- 30 Balto, miles. You're, you're a liar. You did the 30 easiest miles on the run. You <laughs> piece of shit. Whoa. <laughs> you run kidding. 30 miles and then have somebody Listen, call you a piece of right? shit. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Just saying. You Just run saying. 30 miles. You run 30 miles and then talk about it a little bit. Okay, fine. You ran fine. 30 miles. Good for fucking you. <laughs> Good for fucking you. You run 230 miles. That's fine. 264. Oh, excuse me. 264. Across a frozen zone. With the second half, it actually broke up, and he had to drag his team across the ice. It was awful. I'm so sad for him, but he did such a good job, and I was so proud it's of like, him. It's like, I'm not arguing with you. Go fuck yourself. What? 
I just said I wasn't arguing with you, and you said go fuck yourself. <laughs> I don't understand what you want from me. And this ends today's history lesson on Togo and the fact that Balto is, is a, a he's, asshole. He's not an asshole. He's a poser. Hashtag pose. Hashtag poser. Hashtag Balto. Hashtag not the real dog. Hashtag Togo's where it's at. Hashtag core the quarter the distance hashtag not quarter. less than a quarter distance Be like a six <laughs> sixth of the distance hashtag hashtag togo for life hashtag togo's the bomb hashtag <laughs> awesome hashtag cool cat hashtag but also a dog up. hashtag hashtag stop recording frozen they, sound they've all stopped listening to us stop hashtag. hashtag i know for a fact that everybody's stopped listening to us and it's fucking fine <laughs> hashtag fuck yourselves hashtag fuck your toes Hashtag follow us, like us, subscribe, listen. We're on uh, fucking Gmail, Instagram, <laughs> and Facebook, and Twitter. <laughs> and everything is ISW the podcast. You know, the Gmail one, it's like at gmail.com at the end. Um, all the rest of them, you know, just fucking look it up. Just fucking do whatever you want. You stop listening at this point. Honestly, you know, if you're still listening, good for you. You're the real MVP. <laughs> I feel high. Why do I feel high? Because we just, we get high off each other's. Because I'm high off life. And shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and so clean. And murder.